We begin with the letter A. A is for... M is for murder. E is for... Danger! And, uh... Dodge. With... Monster. Help! Love me and be... Please! Help! Yeah. Welcome to another spooky episode of the Is For Podcast. Tonight, I am your host, Monster. Joining me is Danger. Say good evening, Danger. Good evening. Oh, I love it. Oh, my God. That's Hello, amazing. everybody. <laughs> Just absolute perfect introduction. Tonight, we are discussing the letter C is for Castlevania. There was part now, of me that wanted you to say C is for Cookie Monster, but go on. Ooh, maybe. Maybe next season. Maybe. Maybe next season. But Castlevania is a really cool video game series. Tonight, I want to mostly focus on the first game, but we'll talk about some of the other stuff. Before we dive into it, though, Danger, did you play this game as a kid? Does Castlevania mean anything to you personally? I know I don't know which ones I played, but I do know I played Castlevania on the NES. Um, I think I played it on Super Nintendo. I don't I don't remember exactly. I think there was a pretty good gap until the uh, PlayStation. I know I played one in the arcade, but yeah, I I played the Castlevania games, loved them. The games were great. It was kind of um, an introduction to the fantasy stuff to me and. I'd like to say Lord of the Rings was before because Lord of the Rings existed in my house before that. There's a long history of Lord of the Rings, but I didn't really know <laughs> Lord of the Rings much until the movies, to be honest. So, yeah, Castlevania games were great. Thoroughly enjoyed them. But I couldn't tell you which ones I played at all. I did watch sure. the anime series that was on Netflix that was fantastic. Yeah, I've heard that's really good. I haven't had a chance to really dive into much of that. Um, it is, but it it's, is definitely worth it. Right on. So, so I remember um, the first couple of Castlevania games a lot from my childhood. The first Castlevania came out in 1986, which I would have been one. So I didn't yeah. play it when it first came out. <laughs> um, but a you lot were of times dexterity for sure. I was. I wasn't quite ready for um, a BA uh, control scheme. I a, was a box control scheme that the corner should yes. hurt my hands is more more than it did. <laughs> but yeah, um, as an adult, it's like just a, a tiny little controller in my hands. I'll still play it. If it wasn't plush, I don't think I really uh, held it much. Right. But no, so. I think we talked about this a little bit when we did the Resident Evil episode, but there was a game for NES called Sweet Home, which was kind of a RPG, but it was sort of considered one of the first survival horror games, and it was a huge inspiration on Resident Evil to come. Yes. Castlevania was one of the first quote-unquote horror games developed for the Nintendo Entertainment System. Obviously, back in those days, graphics aren't what they are today. You had a lot of limitations, and you had to get creative with how to create a like a quote-unquote horror scenario. So what Castlevania lacked in graphics, they made up for with the music, mm -hmm. with the control scheme... And with some of the enemy types that you would you would encounter um, throughout the game, uh, and we'll get into all of that as we go. But I remember the opening sequence of Castlevania. Your character Simon Belmont walks in front of this gate, and you can see Dracula's castle in the distance, and it's playing this really eerie music. And as I've gotten older. I've downloaded the Castlevania collection for my PS5, and I've played through some of those old games. But what I remember more than anything to do with the games is the music. Yes, the, the music, music on fantastic. The God, they are incredible. Just again, NES, tiny little sprites, eight-bit graphics, 
but they managed to create this creepy atmosphere due in large part to that soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Well, they they really... I feel like it was Castlevania where somebody came along and went, you know what? We've got this, this MIDI technology and we're going to learn how to utilize it in a way that it's never been used before. And they did. It's just... It's an amazing soundtrack that deserves to be redone into modern if it hasn't been if it has cool i don't know so one of the inspirations to do this episode was actually a uh, an artist that uh when when i was in uh game breaks and we performed at super Magfest, one of the other uh musical artists was a another nerdcore rapper named shubzilla and she put out a record called the belmont tapes and what she did was her and her DJ took Castlevania music, added hip-hop beats, and she put rap verses on top of it. And it is so dope. So if you want to hear kind of a, a modern interpolation of some of these tracks, Shubzilla, the Belmont tapes. It's on Spotify. It's on Pandora. It's really, really good. And I honestly, I was just like, doing work or doing whatever and i happened to turn that on and i was like we should do an episode on castlevania because i love those games and this music is dope (laughs) i don't know how i feel about you using the word dope as it's it's cool but you know hey hey i'm i play in a hip-hop band occasionally i'm allowed to use that word yeah yeah okay so carry on so Castlevania was developed and published by Konami. We've talked about Konami a lot in, in other episodes. Um, it came out in Japan in September of 1986. It was uh, ported to cartridge format and released in North America for the Nintendo Entertainment Center system in May 1987. Okay. It came out in Europe in 1988. Okay. Essentially, the game centers around you controlling a character named Simon Belmont. He's the descendant of a legendary vampire hunter who enters the castle of Count Dracula to destroy him when he suddenly reappears after a hundred years and Simon's ancestors have to vanquish him. Okay. This becomes basically the storyline for the next... 30, 40 years because it's right. still going and they still have stuff planned for it. <laughs> it's a decent storyline at its core. You know, it's, I think it's a storyline that actually other games and stuff have borrowed from. But, oh, absolutely. Overall, I mean, it's a pretty basic, straightforward storyline that you can pull lots of fun out of as they have. Well, and, and we'll get into a little bit more of this as we go. But by using names like Dracula, you open yourself to this whole world right. of potential adversaries and storylines. Right. And I will say that over the years, the Castlevania storylines get very convoluted. And I wouldn't even say diehard fans really know exactly what's going on. There's a bunch of different timelines and parallel universes and all this nonsense. But. For our purposes today, the OG Castlevania is Simon Belmont is going to Dracula's castle to jack him up because it's been a hundred years and Dracula's back. Well, I mean, whenever you have a storyline going for that many years, it's going to become convoluted. You can't avoid it. Oh, absolutely. Just look at the Mortal Kombat storyline. Oh, you know, that is the most clustered storyline ever and it's not always had the best writers behind it (laughs) it's it's gotten pretty weird at certain times but you know they're going back and making all the games pretty much from the beginning now and you know they could pretty much rewrite the whole thing so with a game like castlevania and god of war and all these other kind of games they are to at least some extent story driven when you have a one-on-one fighter, I don't understand why you have to come up with a storyline that has to be so in depth. Like well, Street Fighter, the, it's for like the the one like the one player, you know, playthrough. No. But like they had, and it, we're gonna do a sidestep into Mortal Kombat here for a second. Oh God! 
but they had uh, spin-off games of it where it was like Scorpion actually like going through a level like you could actually like control him moving around not just like You're like, talking you know, about Sub Zero. Sub Zero, yeah. Sorry. I think there's yeah. Scorpion one as well, but they were all bad. Those were terrible <laughs> games. So anyway, back to Castlevania. I just I just think it's a little bit unnecessary to make all of these you know path crossing storylines for a one-on-one fighting game you got cool looking dudes that from different realms that enter in a tournament what else do you need a story yeah okay so castlevania so when it was uh originally released it received positive reviews and was very yeah and it was uh financially successful as well now Um, initially released in arcade or home console yeah, we're not going to get into the arcade because it was originally a console game. Okay. And uh, after a few years, um, when you start getting into the sequels, and we'll touch on them a little bit, but I, I purposely didn't want to get into those because I want to do uh, a separate episode on one or two of them. So I didn't want to okay. do that tonight. tonight. Um, but yeah, there was a... Uh, arcade version sort of had a different name it wasn't called castlevania um but it was a quarter muncher it was one of those games where you walked from left to right beating up every bad guy in your in in your path but there was no way to do it without dying over and over and over again it was just a way to keep putting your quarter in so now we just call that dark souls Good God, yeah. Every time I look at a game and I'm like, wow, that looks really cool. And then I read the review and it's like, Souls-like. With Souls-like combat. I'm like, never mind. Never mind. I'm not going to play it. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to play that. Yeah. So, it's, it's con- so, the original Castlevania is considered a classic by just about everybody. Uh, one thing I thought was kind of interesting was Game Informer magazine did their top 100 games... Of all time. Now, Castlevania is on the list, and there is one sequel that is also on the list. Can you guess what that sequel is? No. Bloodborne? Symphony of the Night. Okay. I don't even know. Symphony. Symphony. Well, Symphony Symphony of the Night is where the term... uh, metroidvania comes from and that's the first castlevania that's not linear it's very exploratory and it it most castlevanias after that kind of followed that blueprint yeah but that was for playstation one so there were several iterations of castlevania before we ever got to that so so i'll go ahead and, and spoil it a little bit symphony of the night was ranked number 18 out of the 100 greatest games of all time if you had to guess where do you think the og castlevania ranks i'm gonna guess somewhere in the top 20 not quite top 30 a little bit higher or lower you mean i don't i don't know just tell me just tell me (laughs) yes lower i guess is technically uh, lower in ranking, higher in number. Uh, the original cast, very close, 48. Okay. Out of how many? 100. Okay. Okay. I was going to say, and this, and this was, it might not be fair, but. No, 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 no. This was the top 100 games of all time, but this was done, I don't know, at least 10 years ago. Um, There's from game great game. I don't remember then, the exact. So. Sure, sure. Um, but I do think that that's about right. I think Castlevania introduced a lot of things early before a lot of other games did. But for what it is, it's it's great in its own right, but it's a little janky. It, yeah. it doesn't necessarily hold up perfectly well. Yeah, I mean, there were plenty of games from that time period that are great games, but they're not great games now because their controls were like you were saying janky and there was a lot that just needed to be improved on but you know i still enjoy going back and playing some of those games because they were games that i played when i was younger but now you give them to somebody you know who's you know 13 15 16 and they're like 
what the hell is this? This is stupid. I don't want to play this. So sure, sure. And and what's really interesting is the controls are actually part of the way the developers try to create the horror within. I'm curious because you mentioned the control yeah. scheme as part of the horror earlier, and I don't really understand that whole thing. So please do enlighten. So if if you go back and play the original Castlevania, what you'll realize is when you press your attack button, your whip has this little bit of a delay to it that you have to sort of master to actually get the rhythm down of how to whack your enemies. Um, in addition to that, you have a secondary weapon that has a uh, basically an ammunition cap that you have to keep an eye on. And you have to press up and attack to do it, which can be a little bit, you know, again, janky because of yeah. the NES controller. Um, and then also, you don't have a whole lot of health pickups. You have... It, in the in the instruction manual, they are listed as pork chops, but they look like a great big turkey leg that you literally find by breaking the walls in Dracula's castle. There were so many things that those instruction manuals told us things were in games, but in game it looks nothing like it at all. Nothing. The Zelda instruction manual is incredible because they have these beautiful illustrations and these in-depth descriptions of these characters that are like, that looks like a yellow X bouncing on the screen. What are you talking about? But then in the instruction manual, it was like it was a unicorn or something. Yeah, it was just, right. It's beautiful. The artist rendering of some of the things that the uh, little sprites on screen gave us were not the same so the game was developed and published by konami um but it was directed by a guy named hitoshi akamatsu which might be a pseudonym and we'll get into that here in a second i'm just really but happy he was that a, you've gotten to the japanese names before i have this season yeah but you know not to brag but i'm pretty sure i said that pretty close I'm just going to go with no, because you've doubted me in the past. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, Akamatsu was an admirer of cinema, and he approached this project almost with a film director's eye. Uh, and he wanted the visuals and the music to be, like, very cinematic. He wanted it to feel like you were watching a, a, an epic horror movie, you know, a classic horror film. Um, a quote that I saw was he wanted to wanted the uh, Castlevania to be made by people who consciously wanted to do something cinematic. With Castlevania, he wanted players to feel like they were in a classic horror film. Um, what's really cool is there are a lot of nods to old school Universal horror monsters in the game. Uh, also the the Hammer horror films. Oh, yeah. Uh. And because not only is it Dracula's castle, but a lot of the bad guys um, that you encounter throughout the game, you have Frankenstein's monster, you have the hunchback, you have Medusa's, you have all of these things that if you're playing this game in 86, 87, 88, you're going to recognize these things from the 30s, 40s and, and so on. Right, because at that point in time, you hadn't had the onslaught of horror that we have had since the 80s. Yeah, not not really. Um, and what's, fair, what's really funny... There was a funny, fair amount of slasher films by that point, but, you know. Yeah, and it's funny, I feel like the the universal monsters that I am, you know, intrinsically in love with... Uh, kind of come and go in pop culture. And at this point, it wasn't... They weren't that big in the zeitgeist. So, what's funny, though, is actually the release of Castlevania coincides with the 90-year anniversary of Bram Stoker's Dracula. The the book. Not the, okay. not the movie, but the book. Yeah. Well, I mean, it'd be... Yeah, I mean the the an that anniversary would only have to be for the book, not the movie. 
Well, well, because the movie came out in 31, True. Okay. which puts us very close to that uh, 100-year anniversary now. Like, right. we're, we're only about, like, you know, a few years away from that. Um, now, here's what's really cool. Getting into my, my tinfoil hat conspiracy stuff. Okay. Please, I want you to can, know how you could pull a conspiracy theory out of Castlevania, but please. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so look this up. This is fascinating. You mean so, right now? You can. Uh, Akamatsu, who, you know, was basically the director of the game, has basically disappeared. He has fall fell off the face of the earth. This is not the only game he worked on. He worked on some other stuff in the late 80s and early 90s. But now he's, like, gone. Sorry, what was his first name? His name, uh, Hitoshi Akamatsu. And the thing is, is that might be a pseudonym. We don't know if that's his actual name, so which makes it even harder to track him down. Hitoshi Akamatsu? Mm-hmm. Okay, looking him up now. Because I'm kind of curious. Now, you said your conspiracy theory tinfoil hat... What's the conspiracy? I mean, he's disappeared, okay, but it's just that it was a uh, a, a pseudonym. Well, the the not necessarily the conspiracy theory, but the weird thing is, is he is basically, you know, considered the the forefather of this incredible game that has gone on to be a huge franchise, and he's gone. So no, I, like. So I just looked up here. It said, uh, Mr. Akamatsu tried to make all three original games with a version of a movie director, but unfortunately the sequels to Castlevania sold poorly. After working on... Because he did the first three. After working on Snake's Revenge, he went back to Konami's arcade division and co-directed Asterix together with... Yep, not going to try to pronounce that guy's name. Um, it's got <laughs> lots of vowels in it. It doesn't make sense. But anyway... Um, he was supposed to direct a baseball game called Slam Dunk. A baseball game called whoa, 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 whoa. A baseball game called Slam Dunk? Yes. But he quit halfway through the project and began working in one of Konami's game centers. He eventually quit working at Konami entirely and later directed two fishing games at a company called uh, Virgin Vengeance Systems. He dropped out of the game industry entirely in early 2000s. So, he had his hand in in quite a bit um, after that. According to him, Simon's weapon of choice, the whip, is a reference to Indiana Jones. Yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Uh, so, it looks like he actually was doing some stuff with Castlevania. He did the first three, and then he just kind of worked at Konami on different titles. But uh, he did Surprise Attack at Konami in 1990. Yeah, but what I'm saying is, as kind of the forefather of this incredible long-lived franchise, you could imagine that every time a new iteration was to come around, an interview with him would be something that like Game Informer magazine would want to have. At least or now, some of these for a long time, it was yeah. like, they just cared about who was current. They didn't really care about who created originally. So. Except no, no, Leroy no, but Jenkins. I'm saying... They always want to Leroy Jenkins on stuff. But. <laughs> no, but but what I'm saying is there are so many Castlevania uh, sequels, and given that the TV show is, is relatively popular, the forefather of the OG oh, yeah. game would be somebody that you would want to potentially have in your magazine or on your website. But you can't find him. He's, yeah. just, he's just not there. He disappeared and in the early 2000s. Um, and it, part of it, yeah. you know, part of it is that that might not be his real name, you know, which makes it very hard to track somebody down. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and I've got something very funny about names um, as we as we go on before near near the end. I have a funny name thing that I, I will go into uh, one. Speaking of names, uh, and I apologize in advance because I will probably mispronounce this one. Uh Kinuyo Yamashita. We 
We talked about her last season on our episode about video game music and movie music. She's the composer um, for these games. And again, I can't speak highly enough about the music. The music is mm-hmm. one of the best parts about these original Castlevania games. Can you recall what music we talked about her with? The, the Castlevania series. Okay. Uh, specifically, I I was kind of bragging on her for Simon's Quest, which is the sequel. Which, again, I didn't want to get too deep into Simon's Quest because that could be its own episode one day. I probably played Simon's Quest more than the original Castlevania when I was a kid. But it is the most cryptid bullshit video game of all time like there's no way to know what to do unless you have a walkthrough and someone like change the language for you because it makes no sense now we did an episode and i'm just completely blanking on the name of it we did an episode in season one or two on a video game that was um supposed to be part of like a rebooting of the silent hill series uh It was cryptic as hell. So hang on a second. I'm going to look this up. We can. You're talking about PT. Yes, PT. Yes. Now, which is also Konami. (laughs) Well, I was going to say PT is the most cryptic game I've ever seen in my life, and it was more. Would you call it more cryptic than that? Yes, only because in order to complete Simon's quest, you have to get like certain items to go back to other places. And the NPCs in the game don't give you any actual help. They say everything in these weird, convoluted phrases that don't actually translate to anything useful. Some of them just flat out lie to you and will send you to the wrong direction. See, PT was basically a playable teaser that took 30 minutes to complete. Theoretically speaking, if you have a guide, you can get through Castlevania Simon's Quest in about 30 minutes, but you would never know what to do without some kind of a walkthrough. PT, you kind of had to like scour the internets to figure out exactly what you were supposed to do during certain parts, but Castlevania, you needed a map, you needed a walkthrough, you needed someone to translate what the hell they were trying to tell you meant it, yeah it, it was a it was a hot mess okay i mean i believe you i don't remember actually playing Simon's quest i think i played the first one and the third one more than anything else so when when we brought up yamashita from last season about video game music specifically i brought her up because of simon's quest because for as convoluted as the game was and i never got very far in it i rented it all the time because i loved the music i loved the atmosphere i loved the graphics i didn't know what to do i just walked around whipping stuff you know it's like whatever but the music hours whipping stuff exactly i think i think the music in the second game is better but part one and part three dracula's curse are are straightforward they're Dracula's Curse has these branching pathways and a couple of extra characters you can play as, which adds to the diversity of the game. But at the end of the day, it's start at point A, whip the shit out of everything in your way, finish it B. And Simon's quest was, you go to this town, you get this item, you go back to this area. It, it was very much more an exploratory RPG style, whereas... Uh, the original Castlevania and Part 3 Dracula's Curse was much more a linear platformer action game. Simon's Quest sounds a lot like the original Resident Evil where you had to go like through the whole thing to get a thing to go back to like the start of the mansion and pair it with something else. And and then in, in that game, the NPCs were all just zombies that tried to kill you. <laughs> right. In this one, in, in Simon's Quest, you have a bunch of townsfolk that ramble on some nonsense that may or may not make sense and may or may not be a hint. Uh, there have been some fan-made edits over the years and emulators that you can play that are much better. Or if you just have a guide and you and you are familiar with the nonsense that you're going to have to put up with, Simon's Quest is cool. I Again, 
I feel like as far as the atmosphere and stuff, I like it better because there are these these sections of the game where you have to walk through woods or cross like a bridge. It's not just in one location like the original Castlevania. So I I like that part of it, and the music is banging. But most people consider Simon's Quest a giant misstep, whereas they think the first one and the third one are kind of classic. Okay. I mean, I'm, it sounds like Simon's Quest is more for if you are a glutton for punishment and just want to take on awful. Kinda. Kinda. And you are uh, awful all the time. Yes, I rented it constantly. Um, but yeah, so so with the original Castlevania, uh, as we talked about before, your main weapon is a whip. Uh, as you progress through the game, you get upgrades for your whip, and it goes from just a leather whip to this chain thing that's on fire, which is pretty dope. Um, it's very but again, um, Knight Rider. <laughs> a little bit. But again, there's this slight delay on your whip and also when you jump there's this you're kind of committed to the arc of your jump there's no like nintendo is known for platformers and obviously the greatest platformer of all time super mario brothers your jump you have a lot of control over your jump right you, you jump in change the, direction and all yes yeah. Not in Simon, not not in Castlevania. You you press the jump button. You're jumping straight up. If you if you push to the right, you push to the left. You're going to go that direction. The other thing that made the Castlevania series so brutal, all the way up until I, I'm assuming still to this day, is when you get hit, you get knocked backwards. Yeah. So many of the frustrating deaths in the Castlevania series could be omitted if they just didn't knock you backwards 10 feet every time you got hit. Because <laughs> a lot of times you'd go backwards and you'd hit something else that would hurt you or you'd fall off into a hole or into lava or something. So, Yes. Yeah. You'd fall because... off the thing that you just climbed all the way up to get to. Yeah. There are sections of Castlevania where you're going through the castle where you're going to be met by... There's there's this one specific hallway a little later in the game that is known for just being brutal because you have these knights that are chucking axes at you yep. while Medusa heads are floating up and down back and forth across the screen. So you have to whack the knights to proceed forward while dodging the Medusa heads all while trying not to get murdered and lose all your health and, and everything else. Um, but one of the most frustrating parts of this game is you can't just walk forward and whack everything because you're going to have stairs. You're going to have gaps. You're going to have obstacles that you have to overcome. And because of that, getting knocked back, not having the invincibility, like, and again, Super Mario Brothers, greatest platformer of all time. If you are super, if you're big, you have the mushroom, you get hit, you have a couple of, they call it, um, what's the word? Um, invincibility frames. Yeah. Where you're, you're like going from big Mario. Yeah. yeah. You're going from big Mario to little Mario and you have a couple seconds of invincibility. You don't have that really in no. Castlevania. You get whacked, you get thrown back 20 feet, and then you're vulnerable again. And it makes it very difficult to traverse when there's all this shit being thrown at you the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Everything's trying to kill you. Pretty much. Yeah. Pretty much. So, as you progress through Dracula's Castle, you run into all the classic monsters. Your, your typical baddies are like your zombies... Your uh, skeletons, vampire bats. There's oh, these like, as well? yes, yeah. There's these like uh, skeleton dragon things that shoot fire at you. Yeah. And then as you progress, you'll hit these like mini bosses at, at you know at the end of each stage. And some of those you have mummies, you have the hunchback, you have Frankenstein's monster, you you have literal death. 
you know, with the scythe and the, the gown and everything, you know, even Death himself is taking orders from Dracula, which is pretty cool. <laughs> so it is a wonder that we haven't grown up with more emotional issues considering we constantly played, like immersed ourselves into these worlds where everything was trying to kill us all the time. Oh, yeah. Like, I, I remember, you know, the, I've heard, you know, I watch all kinds of Let's Players and video game channels on YouTube, and they talk about NES hard. There's... Oh. It's hard. And then there's NES hard. And, you know, we were talking about Dark Souls earlier. NES hard is like the same thing, just in a different kind of realm. Yeah, NES hard will make you cry. Oh, absolutely. I remember uh, all the way up through the Sega Genesis trying to play these different video games and getting so mad that I would slam the controller and punch the TV. Like... There's a level of frustration that is hard to understand when it comes to some of these old games. Oh, yeah. No, it's... When you could finally save games on a console, it was a game changer entirely because it was all of a sudden, things aren't NES hard. They are just difficult. There was a password system... <sighs> I can't remember when it was introduced. It might have been the first Castlevania. There was a password system, but even then, yeah, there was a difference between a save state and you got to the end of a level and you had to remember the password. Plus, not to mention, for anybody that doesn't know, back in the NES, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis days, the passwords were often just letters and numbers. Yeah. And the problem with that is certain letters and certain numbers, like lowercase and zero. Case, they all look the same. Yeah. <laughs> I can't tell you how many times I got frustrated playing Mike Tyson's Punch Out or Super Punch Out, depending on where he was in legal trouble. I can't tell you how many times that level or that, that little screen where, you know, Max run in um, or Max ran the bike and his trainer right, right. Of, and like the code appears in the sky. And I can't tell you how many times my brother and I would, one of us would look at the screen, read it off, and it'd be like, you said, oh, is that an O or a zero? <laughs> I don't know. Is that a capital I or a lowercase L? I'll never get yeah. back. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, it's it's, it's, just, it's ridiculous. And I'm so glad we got out of that, but there's, it's a shared frustration that no, absolutely. only a certain people have of that. So as you traverse through Dracula's castle and you're finding all these bad guys and you're trying desperately not to get hit and fly back 300 feet, eventually you get to the big man himself, Dracula. Now, Is that where you, you find you can get a month free of podcasting services by going to podbean.com? Yes, but and, only and if you it, defeat him. But no, only if you use this, the code, Danger Sarge. That code will not work unless you defeat Dracula in both his forms. <laughs> <laughs> That's not true. You can use the code no matter what. But Dracula takes on two forms, and this is really funny. Now, again, NES graphics, take them with a grain of salt. We were kids. We didn't know any better. The first form looks like Dracula. He's got a black and red coat on. Very reminiscent of Bella Lugosi from the Universal films, Christopher Lee from the Hammer films. It's the Dracula it that you picture on Halloween. Yes. Exactly. But once you whack him enough times, he turns into. It almost looks like the Wolfman from Monster Squad. It's got it's got wings, but it's this huge like monster face with fangs. It bounces all over the place. It is ridiculous looking. But let me tell you, when you are like ten years old, it is horrifying. <laughs> oh, yeah. And if I remember correctly, Dracula got new health. You did not. No, once you defeated his first form, then you had to fight him on his second form, and it was basically like a second boss battle from right. start to finish. Yes. Yeah. And, yeah, 
you got no new health and you still got knocked back 10 feet each time you got hit and sometimes you get hit by him in one place and then he jumped to another and hit you again as you went flying back it was very frustrating this was not a game i beat as a kid and even as an adult like i said earlier i have the castlevania collection for my ps5 and I have played the hell out of this OG Castlevania game and cannot beat it. I've gotten right up until like really close to Dracula and I cannot beat him. Yeah. Uh, it, it's, it's hard, man. Even yeah. like even being able to save your game, it is still tricky to try to get through this stuff. Yeah, you just have to be okay with not doing it. Now. One of the funniest things, so we've we've been talking about Castlevania as essentially one of the original horror games of all time. It was one of the first games to try to create a gothic atmosphere, creepy music, scary bad guys. If you defeat Dracula, this credit sequence will roll. And in the background, you will see Dracula's castle crumble to the ground. And then you get a list of names as cast of characters now some of our listeners may not catch all of these references so i am going to explain them a little bit and i'm not going to go through all of them but let me give you some of the cast credits for this video game it was directed by trans fishers terence fisher was the director of the hammer dracula films mm-hmm Screenplay, Bram Stoker. Not to be confused with Bram Stoker, who actually wrote the damn book. Yeah. Music, James Banana. The music for the Hammer Dracula film was James Bernard. The cast, Dracula was played by Christopher B. <laughs> Not Christopher Chris Lee. Instead of Christopher Lee. Good, good joke there, Konami. Death was played by Bello Lugosi instead of Bella Lugosi. Lugosi. Yeah. Which was the original Dracula before Christopher Lee. Frankenstein was played by Boris Karl Office. <laughs> instead of <laughs> Boris Karloff, yeah. Exactly. You have to appreciate the um sense of humor they had about this one. I mean if you Oh, it gets that better. Uh, if you've gotten that far, if you've beaten that game, you deserve to at least have a reprieve. And, and you know, it's hard for me to say because at 8, 9, 10 when I was playing this game, I wouldn't have got this joke. But as an adult, knowing what I know now, this joke would have definitely would have left an impression on me. Like, I would have got a kick out of this. But yeah, there's, there's some more good ones here. Um, the Mummy was Love Cheney. Which is Lon Chaney. Right. Medusa. Love Chaney Jr. Which is Lon Chaney Jr. <laughs> the Hunchback was played by Mix Shreks. Which is a play on Max Shrek. Right. Who played Nosferatu. Yeah. And possibly my favorite. Fishman. Played by Green Stranger. Which is kind of a play on Glenn Strange, who played Frankenstein's monster, but also just Green Stranger, kind of like Creature from the Black Lagoon, yep. which is what the Fishman is based on. So it's like three jokes in one. <laughs> well packaged. <laughs> so uh, during this time, especially back in the NES super nes and uh sega genesis days it was not uncommon for developers to use pseudonyms and to to avoid being poached by other studios yeah uh, i would say that konami was probably very deliberate on their people using fake names and then they just went the extra mile to make it a little bit cheekier by you know making it a play on all these other you know, famous people. Right, right. I mean, why wouldn't you with something like that? Right, right. So that's pretty much it for the 
original OG Castlevania. Now, there were two sequels on the NES, Simon's Quest and Dracula's Curse. Yeah. And like I said, I didn't want to get too deep into the weeds on those, but I already kind of explained sort of the change in dynamics for Dra uh, for Simon's Quest. With Dracula's Curse, you go back to a very linear style of gameplay, but you meet other characters throughout the game with different kind of attack patterns that you can use to traverse the stages. There's, uh, gosh, I can't remember their names now. The only ones I really remember was Alucard, who is Dracula's son, which again, that's another Universal Monsters nod. Uh, there is a movie, uh, the third Dracula, Dracula's, uh, gosh, what is the name of that movie? The, the third Dracula film features Lon Chaney Jr. as Dracula's son, and he goes by uh, Count Alucard, which is okay. you know, Dracula backwards. Yeah. Um, so you can play as Alucard in the game, and you can basically change into a bat and fly over gaps, which is very useful during certain parts. Yep. So, I feel like with the Castlevania series, it was probably like one was them going, what can we do? And then... Two was going, what if we did this? And then three was them going, we didn't really like all of that, but we like parts of it. So let's make a game now that we really know what we're doing. That's a game that we really wanted in the first place. And I feel like that's where we got Dracula's Quest. So if you like video game content, uh, you are probably familiar with Game Grumps on YouTube. Yep. Uh, Ego Raptor. Aaron Hansen's other channel, he did a very short-lived little thing called Sequelitis, and he does an incredible little video series on the original Castlevania versus Simon's Quest. Uh, it's very, very good, and it kind of explains exactly what the problems are with Simon's Quest versus the original Castlevania and even Dracula's Quest. And then also, uh, AVGN, the Angry Video Game Nerd, he did a really fun series on the first, gosh, I want to say maybe six Castlevania games. He kind of does a little bit of a, a thing on those. It's like a four-part series. Any it's a lot of up to now? Sorry, I'm, any idea how many oh, they're up to? God. Like, there's, there's at least 30. There's so many. Because every every console, they've they've been releasing them. I, I think there's even some that have come out. Not so much for, like... There's got to be, I don't like, Game like, Boy only... Um, yeah, like, I don't think there's any for, like, PS5 or Xbox S or uh, whatever the new piece of shit xbox there is but like i don't think they're necessarily coming out for those but they have been releasing castlevania games forever um yeah. and which is why i really was sticking to like the nintendo yeah. entertainment system og castlevanias because this is a can of worms that could go on for Ever. literally hours yeah so okay i just pulled up and they've got quite a few games so Okay, after Castlevania came a spiritual successor only in Japan, Vampire Killer? Uh, yeah, that's the uh, arcade game. Okay, alright. I couldn't tell if it's only in Japan or not, but it, it, it seems like it's very popular. Anyway, so I didn't play anything after Dracula's Curse. Not Dracula's Quest, Dracula's Quest like I said before. Dracula's Curse. <laughs> I don't know why Dracula's Quest came about. But it's anyway. not quest dracula's curse you know yeah. although i think a game uh, Dra uh dracula's quest might be fun but anyway so play at dracula that'd yeah. be fun um so i did play castlevania lord of shadow which was one they came out with for ps3 and, and xbox 360 that was the kind of god of war ripoff right um, I wouldn't say it was a ripoff. I would say uh, of God of War. I would say it was more of like, um, what was that game? Bloodlines? Was it? Um, Castlevania Bloodlines? No, no. It was a that was a Sega Genesis game. No, um, I, I don't know. I'll I'll figure that. I'll probably think of it tonight when it doesn't matter anymore. But so I did play that one a lot. Actually, my roommate and I at the time 
Uh, he got that one, and we probably played through it, I don't know, three times. And nice. just, you know, would, you know, dick around in the game and just do other stuff and all. It was fun. It was fun. So, I, I, think I, the... I pretty much took a break after Dracula's Curse from Castlevania overall. There was kind of a silly, like, um, cartoony one they did. They had at one point. I played that some. So there is a uh, Kid Dracula that you can find. Uh, it, it's part of the Castlevania collection that you can download for modern consoles. Um, and it is very cartoony. It has that chibi art style um, of anime that's that's really popular. Uh, and it's, it's a little bit easier than the OG Castlevania games. Uh, now, if you want to go back and experience some of this... A good place to start might be Super Castlevania 4, which is the Super Nintendo iteration. It's kind of a collection of some of the best levels from the original uh, Castlevania games. But you have a little bit more freedom with how you can direct your whip. Because in the, the first three Castlevania games, you can rip. You, uh, you can whip straight ahead. Yeah. That's it. You can't whip above you. You can't whip diagonally. It is straight ahead. And Super Castlevania 4, you can whip in all eight directions, diagonally, up, down. You can crawl. You can use your whip to swing. And so, on the one hand, it makes it a little bit easier, and it makes your secondary weapons a little bit less useful. But a lot of people really, really like that one because you have the music, you have the atmosphere, but you don't you don't have that NES hard. Like, yeah. it's, it's a little bit more doable. Right. And, I mean, I want to say that the NES hard wouldn't really make a game successful now. Of course, then you have Dark Souls, and that's a different Yeah. One. I mean, that, that's as close as you're going to get to NES hard. But I don't feel like a game, if it comes out and it's NES hard, is going to actually take off in any way whatsoever. So... Yeah, it's it's a whole different animal compared yeah, to is. what it used to be. It is. But that's that's pretty much it. That's that's the original Castlevania. You know, we touched on some of the sequels, Super Nintendo. There's a there's a cool one for Sega Genesis called Bloodlines. And yeah. then you know, kind of I think most people consider the greatest Castlevania game of all time, Symphony of the Night for PlayStation One not only one of the best Castlevania entries, but one of the greatest games of all time. Blood, it Rain. Introduced... Blood Rain was the game I was thinking of. Sorry. Go on. Okay. Blood okay. Rain. okay. Yeah, Blood Rain. I don't know why it just popped up. But anyway. I, yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Symphony of the Night is when the term Metroidvania got coined. And there are games that basically completely rip off that art style and that... Uh, discovery style i guess you could say kind of gameplay uh so castlevania has been incredibly influential from day one all the way up through the you know playstation era again like you said you know with with kind of the vibe of gaming today it's not as popular but yeah that the the original Castlevania games and then Symphony of the Night for PlayStation One with the the Metroidvania style of gameplay hugely influential on video games across the board. Yeah, and I would I would recommend the Lords of Shadow, which is the one I was talking about because it is it's a really good game. It's it's definitely a ripoff and pulls stuff from other games out there, but. Um, it's, I would say it's basically a, a Laura Croft Castlevania. Yeah. Yeah. That's more or less what it is in my opinion, but it was a lot of fun. So I recommend everybody pick it up and it's made by Kojima production. So Hideo okay. Kojima. Yeah. That's, he, uh, that's usually a, that's usually a nod in the right direction. Yeah. Um, he had a hand in it and anything that he's got a hand in is definitely worth Checking out, uh, he puts out some. Or maybe good. Death Stranding. Sorry. Except for maybe Death Stranding. Yes, that, Death that Stranding. Can... Um, if you like package delivery, you know. Yeah. If you ever want to play a video game where, if you ever want to play a video game where you were Daryl Dixon from The Walking Dead delivering packages, yeah, go right ahead. Yeah. Um, I'm, 
I'm all good on Death Stranding. I don't need that anymore in my life. I played it once and never want to do it again. So anyway. Yeah, it's it's free on the PS5 store and I have I have very little desire to It's already to, free. It's only been out for a couple of years, hasn't it? Yeah, it's free. It's yeah. it's definitely free. That's, that's so speaking nice. of which, have we uh, as we have been uh, finishing episodes this year, Danger? What is uh, something you've been getting your uh, hands into? What are you working on? What are you uh, been enjoying here lately? So, I've, as far as stuff outside of media intake, been uh, working on different woodworking projects and stuff. But the uh, the show that. I mentioned this on a previous episode. I think it was uh, yeah, episode A. I'm still working my way through Ghost Adventures. Love me some Ghost Adventures. I think it's hilarious how they have an iPad that they text ghosts on. And it's it's just it's too funny to me. And sounds legit to me. Yeah, and, and Zach Bagans will walk into a house with like uh cargo like tactical pants on and like cam like uh combat boots. And we'll walk in with an axe and be like, is this, is this the house that you kill people in with this axe? Well, maybe not this axe, but an axe a lot like it. And not this house, but next door. And Good Lord. It, it just, it tickles me. Uh, but then also, there's a, a show on HBO Max that we've been watching. And it's not for any of our younger listeners, if we have any. Please do not tell me. Please don't tell me it's that stupid naked attraction it show. It absolutely is. Oh my god, you is. are you need help. It absolutely is. It is quite interesting. No. Yes. So anyway, no. Monster, what have you been <laughs> what have you been up to? What have you been consuming? Well, uh keeping it in uh the video game realm, uh like I said before, I have a PS five and I've got the whatever like yearly subscription and you have access to a lot of free games and free downloads and stuff. So I've actually been playing infamous second son a, a whole game. lot. Yeah. It's, it's really fun. I played it back for, was it PS three or PS four? Might've so been three, three. Uh, they put out uh, infamous one and two. I can't remember what the second one was called, but I yeah, both of them, I played a good bit of second son and then I put it down for some reason and didn't come back to it. But I loved those first two games. Yeah, and I never played the OG Infamous games, but I played Second Son years ago when it was new, and I had a lot of fun with it. And then when I saw it was free on the, the PS5 store, I was like, well, why not? And I downloaded it, and I'm having a great time with it. Uh, there's also a newer one called uh, Infamous First Light. I didn't know which, they were redoing the series. I didn't know they were yeah. putting life back into it. Yeah, so uh, when whenever I finish this one, I plan on downloading that one and and seeing where that goes because I like the concept, I like the the play style. It's like Grand Theft Auto if you're an X Men kind of thing. Uh, there's a lot of yeah. I mean, I guess you're not necessarily like driving cars, but you're climbing buildings and you're you're you know fighting the bad guys with special powers and stuff and i could it, i said it was like a modern day assassin's creed with lightning hands yeah kind of uh it's got a little bit of that spider-man thing going on too because yeah. you're jumping off the top of buildings and yeah you know i but, recommend but, going back and playing the first and second one um and something cool yeah. that they did that i wish more games would do is when i put in the second game it pulled the save file from the first game and asked me oh. if I wanted to continue the story. And so That's cool. the mistake is I said yes, because I thought it was a cool, <laughs> a cool thing. When I played the first one, I played through the entire thing and I had like people all around me while I was playing. And it was, I'm going to pick the worst decision the whole way through. Yeah, so that's another thing about these games is there is a good versus evil system where if you you can choose to spare people's lives or murder them essentially, and yeah. then there's other things throughout the game where it's like you can either subdue the suspect or you can kill them, right. and yeah, and that determines 
what kind of upgrades you can do. And yeah, I'm a big softy, so I always try to do the nice thing. Well, see, that's the thing. Time. Anytime I've ever like started a game, been like, I'm going to pick the bad decisions. I always end up going with the better decision, with the right decisions. <laughs> but it was like that one, I was determined to do it. And I ended the game with like scars and tribal tattoos on my neck and like all this stuff. Perfect. And then, Perfect. And then when I started the second game, I picked to like continue storyline. And so I started with the people on the street hating me and throwing rocks and shit at me. And so I, uh, Perfect. Um, it did not make it easy to get around in the city without, like, especially like there's a, there's a couple where you have to like be quiet and kind of stealth around and people are yelling at you the whole time. So it blows your cover every time. So awesome. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, the, the infamous games, good stuff. Yeah, the infamous <laughs> games are, are great games. So anyway, if you have a suggestion of a topic that you would like us to talk about, please send us an email at danger and charge at gmail.com. You may have to wait for that letter to come around. But we'll definitely talk about it. If you uh, have a personal favorite Castlevania game, please send us an email again and let us know what it is. Let us know why you like that one. Or if you just like the ones that we talked about, please, uh, please do so. Or if you play the games that we've talked about, you've never played them before, and you love it or hate it, whatever, send us an email. Or shoot us a, uh, a message on one of our social media platforms. Facebook, X, not Twitter, X. Yep. And uh, or on Instagram, Danger and Sarge across all of those. So, what are we talking about next time? On next episode? Oh God, I don't know. I I have no idea what the letter D is. Let me look it up. Let this isn't like the other show where we kind of know what we're doing. Right, right. <laughs> and for those of you that want to know what other show are, <laughs> what our other show is, breakdowns for breakfast. Please check out breakdowns for breakfast i'm almost there please hurry i have to edit this yeah no. <laughs> i'm not a, i'm not as good at it as you guys are <laughs> just edit out all of this like this is all just stuff to cut <laughs> oh i will oh i absolutely will um so d is going to be for doom yeah that's right yes because i want to talk about doom but I already picked C, so Steven said he would do Doom, which makes me very happy because I have a obnoxious amount of information about Doom to share. Well, that's good <laughs> because I have uh, very little to share about the new Doom. I can talk about the old Doom. Well, both. Both. Um, yeah, I can, I can talk about both. It's over. Done. Done.